Hey everybody, welcome back to the Love Your Bible Podcast. Hey, in this episode, we're going to learn how to see the Bible as a chest, not a checklist. I got a question. How is your Bible plan going? <laughs> like, do you remember that one? Yeah, you probably started it in like January and uh, it was a cold winter's day and there was snow falling and you thought, you know what? I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. Like, it's just going to be great. You downloaded it, you printed it out, you stuck it in your Bible and yeah, do you even know where that plan is now? <laughs> like for me, it was the chronological Bible plan. It was actually my wife's idea. So I thought, hey, I'll do this with you and we'll kind of hold each other accountable. So I printed it off. Mine had the check boxes on them so I could keep up with the days and know exactly what to read. You know, the problem with the chronological Bible reading plan is that in like day three, you get to Job. Now, I love Job. Job's great. Great story. Chapters one and two are awesome. Uh, the middle is a little bit heavy. Like, it's just a lot of his friends complaining about a lot of things. And then you get to the end, and it's awesome. But man, it, it, it's, a little, it's a little tough to get through. So I, I made it through there. And somewhere around like Leviticus, I don't know, I just, I checked out. I, I quit. And I've actually quit the plan three times since. Like, I quit, I go back to it, I quit, I go back to it. And just a funny thing about me, when I quit a Bible plan, I don't just quit a Bible plan. Like, like you would think if I'm behind and when I see that I'm not going to finish this in a year that I would just stop, right? Nope, that's not what I do. Instead, what I do is I go to my Bible app and I start downloading other plans. So I'll go to like the New Testament in 90 days, a Proverbs a day, five Psalms uh, to pray every day. And I'll load up like three or four plans on top of my plan, thinking that if I just had a bunch of plans, then it'll help me fulfill all of my plans. <laughs> like I just set myself up to crash and burn. And then inevitably I just quit them all. Well, I'm sort of back on track now. But I want to just ask the question, why is it so hard to get through a reading plan? I think part of it is because reading plans often start well, but then they easily turn to checkboxes. We just check them off. We just, we know we should. Here's my three chapters. Check, check, check. And then after a little while, we just stop checking the boxes and we stop with our plan. Now at the very end of the episode, I want to give you a tip for how to get back on your plan and crush it, but we'll save that for the end. First, I want to ask you, have you seen the movie Pirates of the Caribbean? Like, like of course you have, right? You're alive. Um, last summer, we went to the beach with my family, and it rained like one and a half days. So what we did is we're like inside, we're like, hey, let's watch all of the Pirates of the Caribbean. So we watched all 24 Pirates of the Caribbeans. Now, no, there's not actually 24, but doesn't it feel like it? Like, how many of those can they make? I don't know. They're probably still coming. But you get the gist of every Pirates of the Caribbean. There are... Well, pirates who love gold, and they're chasing after gold. Now, if you've been to Disney World, you might have ridden the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's one of our favorite, our favorite, our family loves it. And I want you to think about that end scene of the ride. You're in the boat, and you can hear Captain Jack Sparrow singing the song, and where's he at? He's in his favorite place in the whole world. He's in the treasure room. He is enjoying his treasure. He has gold and diamonds and rubies and he's flipping it and he is just excited. Why? Because he's exactly where he wants to be. He is in the place where his heart is most satisfied and that is in a treasure room. Now, what, what if reading our Bible was more like that? 
What if reading the Bible is more like enjoying gold in a treasure chest than just checking boxes on a checklist? That's the switch I want us to make in our minds. The Bible, it is a chest, not a checklist. Like when you open your Bible, you can almost hear the, man, this is good. This is what my heart desires. So I want you to open the Bible like a treasure chest, not as something you got to check off a list. Now, how are we going to do that? Well, step one, we have to find Jesus as the treasure worth selling everything else to get. Now, I want to share my favorite verse in all of Scripture. Here it is, Matthew 13, 44. Jesus says this, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. There's our word, hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Did you hear what Jesus just said? He said the kingdom of heaven. Now he could also say the kingdom of Christ or the kingdom of God. He could really say the gospel or even himself. He could say, hey, I'm like treasure hidden in a field because to find the kingdom of heaven is to find a relationship with Jesus. So he's comparing himself. He's comparing getting into a relationship with him like treasure. Now notice this treasure is hidden in a field, which we might find a little bit strange, but this was actually common in Jesus's day. See, they didn't have banks, so they couldn't put all their money in a bank where it's secured and insured, but instead they would dig holes in the backyard and bury um, their assets. They would bury their treasure. They would bury inheritance. But Often what happened is, is Grandpa Joe would forget to tell somebody where he hid the inheritance. So when Grandpa Joe died, well, the inheritance went with him. It stayed in the ground. So someone later on would bump into this and dig it up and find Grandpa Joe's treasure many, many years later. So this is kind of the story Jesus is telling. He says, a man finds this treasure hidden in a field and he covers it up. And then it says in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. So obviously the field is for sale. So you got to imagine here's a dude and he finds a treasure and he looks and the field is actually for sale that the treasure's in. And he's looking at the price tag and he begins to reason in his mind. He's adding it up. And what he determines is, is everything he has in his life. This would be his house, his donkey, his clothes, like everything he has. It's about worth what the field is worth. So he makes a decision. He decides to sell everything he owns, all that he has in order to buy the field. Now, why would he do that? Well, it's because he found something better. He found the field to be more valuable than his whole life because what's in the field was actually more valuable than his whole life. He found treasure. And that's what Jesus is trying to say about the gospel, that the gospel coming into relationship with God, it's like, it's like finding a treasure that's worth more than everything in your life so that you, in your joy, you sell, you give up, you repent, you turn from everything that's keeping you from God in order to get God. You want Jesus above all. So he says the, the gospel, the kingdom, Jesus, he is like treasure. That means he's valuable. He is worth everything. He is desirable, like, like gold. Gold is not something that you have to get. Gold is something that you want to get, right? You want gold. You don't have to have gold. See, I, I've noticed something. When you sell something to buy something, you say something. 
Just think about that. When you sell something to buy something, you say something. What do you say? Well, the thing I want to buy is worth more than the thing I'm willing to sell. Like if you sold a car to buy a new car, you're saying, I want the new car more than I want the old car. So when you sell something to buy something, you say something. When you come to Jesus in the gospel, in repentance, you are saying, I want Jesus more than I want my life. He is the most valuable. And notice what it says. The text says, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has. In his joy. So his motive is delight. He doesn't have to do this. He wants to do this. Why? Because the field is worth more. No one's making him sell. No one's making him buy. He wants to. See, this verse brings us to what I call the missing T of the gospel. So when you think about the gospel, when you think about Jesus, um, what does it mean to come into relationship with God? Well, you have to come to Jesus as both your Lord and Savior. Lord means you follow him. Savior means you trust him to save you from your sins by his finished work on the cross. And so we tell people, you got to make Jesus your Lord and Savior to be saved. And that is absolutely true. But there's a missing T in that presentation. And the T is treasure. See, if Jesus is your Lord and he is your Savior, he is also your treasure. See, treasure gets to love, value, desire. It's something you prize. It's something you want. See, if Jesus is not your treasure, if he's not the one that you most want, then he's probably not your Savior or your Lord. Because if he's Savior and Lord, he will also be treasure. So if we're going to make our Bible reading be more like, like opening a chest than checking off a checklist, we have to remember our first love. Who is our first love? Our first love is Jesus. And I know some of you are saying, yeah, I know that, but I struggle to delight in Jesus or my Bible. Why is that? Well, well, the problem is because you're opening your Bible for the wrong reasons. You're opening your Bible because you feel like you have to, you feel like you need to. So switch that. Open the Bible with a creak where it goes, oh, this is a treasure chest, not a checklist. I'm coming to this for a different reason, not just because I know I should, but because I actually want to. I want to see more of Christ. See, there are two ways to read the Bible. You can either read it through duty or delight. See, duty is I have to. I got my checklist. I'm checking it off. My accountability partner is going to tell me. Um, My pastor on a Sunday might ask me about it. So I'm going to check it off because I have to. Guess what? That's not going to last and you're not going to have joy. But instead, what if we read the Bible with delight? No, I want to. This is something that I actually want to do. So I'm opening it with that. Oh yeah, this is a chest. There is gold, diamonds, rubies. What is the gold? What is the diamonds with the ruby? It is Jesus. Jesus, when you come to the Bible and find Jesus, and I'm going to help you to figure out how to look for Jesus as we continue with this podcast, but that's what you're doing. You're opening it to find someone, and that is Jesus and his glory and his goodness and what he's done and how you can enter into that bigger story. So have you found Jesus to be your treasure that you truly enjoy more than everything else? Have you really came to Jesus in that way? Because if you have, then there is hope to read your Bible. You just have to remember that when you're reading your Bible, oh yeah, I'm I'm opening a chest. I'm not checking off a checklist. That to see the Bible more is a treasure chest than a checklist. Now, as we close, I want to give you a little tip for actually finishing 
your Bible plan. Like maybe you have a plan, maybe you have it and you want to start one. Well, I'm going to give you a tip for for both starting and finishing a Bible plan. Okay, here's step number one. Don't just read the Bible. Also listen to the Bible. Now, some of you are like, hold on, what do you mean by that? Well, most of you probably have a phone that has a Bible app on it that will read the Bible to you. So what I want you to do is actually go to your Bible plan and on day three or day four or day 78, just click read a few times and listen to the Bible rather than reading the Bible. And I know you're already thinking, hold on, isn't that cheating? Like if I listen to the Bible, can I really say I read the whole Bible? Because won't that be cheating? Like what if somebody calls me out? What if the referee comes over, the referee of Bible plans? <laughs> Guess what? There's not. There's not a referee of Bible plans. Um, it's okay. It's okay to listen as well as read. And in fact, I'm going to tell you that sometimes it's actually better to listen than it is to read. Now, why would I say that? Well, because when you look at the Old Testament, most of those stories are written for the people to hear them rather than read them. This is a people where most of them couldn't read. It was an oral culture, so they're used to gathering around and somebody would read and all the others are listening. So primarily these Old Testament stories, they're listening to them. That's why you hear the words of, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Hear this story. So God is speaking to the people through his word and most of the people are hearing these stories. That's why you notice in the Old Testament, you'll get to um, certain stories. And when you read them, they seem very repetitive. Like they repeat the same thing over and over again. Like it's it's over obvious. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Can we just move on? Well, the reason it's so obvious, the reason there are patterns, the reason there's repetition is because most people are hearing this. They're not reading this. And sometimes when you hear it rather than read it, you start picking up on the patterns and you see, oh, I see what God is doing here. I see what he wants me to know that you can actually get wrapped up in the story when you hear it. See, when you read it, you're often tempted to stop focus on details, and turn into a Bible study. Sometimes when you just listen, you, you can't do that. So you just get caught up in the story, you get caught up in the word, you get caught up in the adventure, and then before you know it, you see something grand from God. So here's my little tip to crush your Bible plan. Yeah, of course read it. Of course read the Bible. But you know what? On that commute to work or that long walk or the jog, if you haven't done your Bible reading, why don't you open it up on an app and hit play and listen to it rather than read it? It counts, I promise. It counts. You can take it up with the Lord. He'll tell you it counts. Listen to it rather than read it. And sometimes listening, you actually hear things that you don't hear with your eyes. Hey, that was the Love Your Bible Podcast. Let's make sure the Bible, it's a treasure chest, not a checklist. Now go love your Bible.